Welcome to Jason and the Movie Knots and the latest episode in our Marvel cast. Today, we are talking about Doctor Strange from 2016, uh, directed by Scott Derrickson and starring Benny Cumbie, <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor, probably completely botched his name, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong, Mads Mikkelsen in a role that you will yes. not be recognizing him, uh, and the ever-controversial Tilda Swinton. Why is she controversial? Well, there's some there's some complaints about Asian washing with her. Role. Oh, okay. I just thought of her as as her name is the ancient one, and I didn't really like assign it to a a race of people, but whatever. So I told you before that this was my favorite Marvel film. That's right, you did. And I'm not sure it is anymore, but I still really like this movie. Yeah, I after on a rewatch, I don't think it's my favorite movie for sure. And we'll get to it. But there's things about, again, the third act, like we talk about in this show a lot, that just go like, not the fourth act or whatever the final act is. I don't know if I'm doing this right. But three quarters of the way through the movie, let's just say, there's some stuff I'm like, I don't know if I need this. A grand conclusion? Is that what you're talking about? Or... Uh, we'll get to it. I kind okay. of like the grand conclusion, but I kind of have a problem with three quarters of the way through this movie. So okay, um, let's talk about the movie and the quick summary as we do in the beginning. What do you think of this movie? What do I think of this movie? I still really like it. Good character arc. Uh, very true to the comics in a clever way. Like it's not like slavishly uh, connected to the comics, but still true to the comics. And I think the, the ending is like, one of the best endings to a Marvel movie. All right. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I agree with you that I like it a lot. Um, again, not my favorite movie in this whole series, uh, even if it was yours in the past. And I remember liking it a lot. Um, yeah, it's like pretty good. And of course, I like uh, Benny Cumberbatch. What did you call him? Benny? <laughs> He's my pal, Benny. Benny. I just had him over the other night. Yeah. And uh, I like him in this role. He's perfect for it. You know, it's like, it's almost like he was made to be this Dr. Strange. Um, and I like the roller coaster of the intro to his life and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's pretty important, obviously, as we were in the future now, flash forward looking at like the Marvel universe and all the kind of things that he's going to be involved in. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I think it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to end up with me liking this more than you. Uh, so you want to start with our usual notes, plot synopsis in your notes? Yeah. Yeah, I have a few. Um, it starts off in Nepal, kind of a quick um, talk about Cassilius or Mads Mikkelsen, who is, I forgot what his actual, where he comes from. What's his history again? He's an, another ancient mystic who has been wanting for years to overthrow the ancient one, I believe. Yeah, he's just like the guy who's going to go against the grain mm -hmm. and he wants to do his own thing. And it starts the movie with him taking pages from a special book. I don't know why he just took pages, not the whole book. I thought that was right. a little just odd. Yeah, just, to, I mean, you got the book in your hand. Let's take it. Why wasn't there just one line in there about how the book was too hard to take? Or, you know, if I took the books, it would destroy the universe. And I don't want to do that. But nice. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, he, wants, he wants the book basically so he can bring the 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 uh, 
reign of Dormammu onto the world. Yeah, yeah. Dormammu? Dormammu? Dormammu. Dormammu. I had that written written down wrong. Dormammu, because we're going to talk about him later. Dormammu. Yeah, he wants to do, you know, he wants to do, again, a very classic bad guy thing. Find the biggest evil power. Use it somehow to your own bidding, you know? So kind of played out. And then it jumps to the part that I think is the most interesting part, which I love origin stories. Jumps to Steven and he's this arrogant surgeon. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he's arrogant and you're like, wow, this guy's an asshole. Uh, and something probably is bad going to happen to him. And yes, of course, he has an accident. He messes up his hands, which is done pretty intensely. Like it spends a while with that kind of depressing moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It takes its time. Like we really see that he's like on top of the world and everything. And then he has his accident and like, they really like spend, they take the moment to watch him crash into the the river or wherever he is, uh, you know, see him brought into the hospital and like, he really seems like he is completely just screwed up by everything that's happened to him. Yeah. It's like dark at that point. You're like, wow, this is sad. And you're like, how is this going to be a fun Marvel movie with action later? And it does do that. It does come back and be that. So I think that's about the darkest we've seen in any of the Marvel movies, really. So far, I was going to say that. It is. Yeah, because it almost switches into a different movie, right? The beginning, Cassilius or whatever, it's totally like, okay, it's a Marvel movie. This is like, wait, whoa, this is an indie film or like a dark drama. Right. I mean, you could easily imagine this movie going a whole different direction where it's about him rehabbing from his injuries and finding happiness in his life or, or something like that. I think there right. was a few movies about that exact same thing. Well, yeah, it feels like other drama movies, like about those kind of horrific, you know, accident stuff. And then even the idea that, uh, so he keep going. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You can, can, you can take over sometimes. So then he uh, talks to his physical therapist and his therapist knows someone else who had a similar accident, who was able to recover. Okay. A little implausible, but then strange goes and meets the guy and discovers the secrets are out off in Nepal. Yeah. Car- Karmataj. Karmataj. I think that's a yeah. Karmataj or something. And yeah, that's exactly it right there, by the way, before we even go to Karmataj or whatever it's called, he, that, that still could have been that drama movie, right? Right. Where he meets someone and he miraculously gets better, but then he doesn't become Dr. Strange and there's not like a mystical battle for the world. It's like the end of that movie, the drama could have been like him rehabilitating with like these special techniques or something, but you know, it's interesting. It's like a whole other movie. Going away from being this physical surgeon into being someone who improves the world, a journey from selfishness to selfless selflessness. Right. Which uh, does happen in this film in its own different way. So like the first half hour, I think is like really intriguing for a Marvel movie. Yeah, I dig it. And then we go to Nepal, we meet Mordo. I'm going to say, by the way, We've talked about this before. I love going to different places in the world in these movies. Right. And I never even imagined I'd be able to go to Nepal to actually see, you know, normal people walking around there. I was so intrigued just by watching those. For example, all the men have those kind of small hats that almost look like military hats or something. Mm -hmm. And they're all different colors. Like that was just so interesting to me. Like they really felt like a completely different part of the world. And I just, that's one thing I just enjoy over and over again, these Marvel movies, even the the bad ones like Hulk, at least they take place in another part of the world where I can imagine myself going. Right. 
yeah, throughout the whole series that we've been watching all these movies, we've been to a lot of places. Um, and also like, you know, if they do it right, then you can feel like what it feels like to, you know, be living on those streets and walking around and, and actually being there. So I like that too. And by the way, it actually adds or like kind of adds on to this like beginning of the movie, which is like about, hey, where's he going to go to get help? And well, he's going to go to this, you know, different place he's never been to. And he's a fish out of water and people, you know, like he's, he's just totally different. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. So yeah, he meets Mordo, who is one of the apprentices or something of the ancient one. And basically, long story short, uh, the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, decides to train him very much like the Matrix. I felt like this is yeah. a Matrix moment. Yeah. They literally do like a punch. Remember, she punches him like psych punches him or something. Mind punches him and like puts him into another dimension, which is kind of like the red and blue pills. It's like a very matrix astral thing. body. Yeah. The two movies it's compared to are that and Inception, Matrix and Inception. Oh, yeah. Because Inception, they do a lot of um, buildings on top of buildings and rotating the around world bending. Yeah. 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 So they do all that. Uh, and then they learn about, oh, he meets Wong, uh, who's a funny character and a, a cool character side character and they learn about the sanctums which are protecting the world and the universe right what are they protecting the, the dimension from attacks from other dimensional creatures dimensional like dormammu right which we'll get to and then he learns how to bend time which he's not supposed to do he does things he's not supposed to do what do you mm -hmm. feel about him like going against the grain and being like not only am i better but now i'm gonna go do things like it wasn't good enough for him to just like get better Right. Well, so I like that he gets humbled in the beginning of his training. Yes. Like when Tilda Swinton lives, leaves him on Mount Everest and he's like, I, I can't do anything. I don't know how to, to work my magic. And then because he's forced to, he figures out how to do it. Yeah. I like and that. We, we get that light, nice little scene of the, you know, the, uh, uh, the ancient one and Wong waiting for him. And then he appears through that other dimensional gateway. Like the movie's full of like little tiny humorous asides. That kind well, of keep taking the edge off of things. And to that point, because I'm glad you brought that up, the whole beginning of the movie is kind of a retribution for him being an asshole in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's getting continually humbled. And then, yeah, what did I think of him uh, becoming a master at this? I think it shows that it shows who he is as a person, actually. So a lot of times I would think like a guy learning these mystic arts incredibly quickly. Like there's a line in there where the ancient one says, it takes years for someone to learn this magic. And then clearly he's on the mountain for less than a year. Right. But he just has this aptitude for it. He also has this native intelligence for it. Like, yeah, it's an exaggeration, but I didn't feel like it was a strong exaggeration because he's just so much better than everybody else. It's like his body and soul had been waiting for this to happen to him. That's interesting. Actually, I like that point a lot because instead of what I was originally like thinking of it as arrogance, it is actually just like his ability and innate ability to yeah be a genius at certain things and so it makes sense that after he gets humbled although again in my defense a lifetime of being an asshole quick quick montage of like being humbled that's all i'm saying yeah and yeah back he's to like himself. he's got a lot of tony stark in him yeah. yeah 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 so i still don't love that part about him but at the same time yeah you're right it's a kind of like something he was destined to do Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. um, also, at some point, we he we see Casilius contacting this guy or this demon lord, whatever it is, Dormammu, uh, this other dimensional being, 
which is like all CG and a little over the top. But I guess is that in the comics? Dormammu? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dormammu is one of his greatest opponents. Okay, that makes sense then. Uh, and then they attack uh, Casilius and his crew. That's when we see a lot of the Inception stuff with the city bending, and they do some good work there. I, I think they don't get caught, right? Yeah, they're able to escape even though they're they're kind of dominated in the fight. Did you like the special effects, or did you find them confusing? I didn't. I don't think I did because again, it's hard to unsee Inception the movie. Uh right and like you said like yeah comparisons it's just that's all i kept seeing and i was like why are you why are they doing this because like i love interdimensional ideas and travel right and we've seen a lot in these marvel movies but this one of them running to building top to bendy building top i don't feel like it served anything i know they were going through portals to like get away but they're not really if they both can do that so it just felt like a chase scene and to me, it was actually kind of boring. They just didn't do enough work to like set the rules. Right, right. Yeah, anything can happen. And, yeah. and so therefore, like we just, it just seems so arbitrary. Arbitrary is a great word for it. An arbitrary chase. It's fun. But that you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's funny though to say that, right? Because this is literally the only other, there's been two movies that had this sort of scenes in it, but Inception had cast such a long shadow that like anything that that's similar you think well yeah i've seen it done it yeah okay well let me let me bring up a tangent real quick that's not specifically marvel related but i've seen a ton of movies about time travel and portals i'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of sci-fi and almost to your earlier point about having like rules or something it's a bigger deal in other movies right to jump through a portal to take a chance to you might not come back you might have changed something right butterfly effect etc and yeah when you have no consequences no rules and no like it just felt flippant in a way and so it's not that it's not interesting because it's like one of the first times in the marvel world i guess maybe we've seen portals or something but yeah it just didn't feel like it had any weight to it yeah it's a good way of putting it anyways i digress so because oh by the way this is where dr strange gets his cloak finally Cassilius comes back at some point I get a little confused in my notes here, but he kills the ancient one. And like, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I think that's around the same time he, uh, Dr. Strange gets his cloak that, that chooses him, which is really cool. Well, they have a battle. The cloak chooses him. The, the cloak basically tells him to, to in get Cassilius's henchman all tied up in that metal suit. Right. Um, and then they attack the ancient one. And he brings the ancient one back to uh, his ex-girlfriend, Rachel McAdams, Christine, who he just treats like an asshole, by the way. That he's was weird, a, too. He's just See? a dick to her the entire time. But anyway. I told you he hasn't changed, Jason. I'm mad at yeah, him still. Maybe I forgot not. about that scene. Yeah, he comes back and he's like, no, I need this stuff. Just do it for me. Yeah. You like, just... all right. Yeah. And then she just kind of gives in. She just she does. I, I think. You can say that makes a tiny bit more sense because she's never or she hasn't seen Strange in a while. But uh, yeah, that that whole sequence doesn't make a ton of sense. Like, you know, one another the hen, another of the henchmen attacks Strange while they're trying to save the ancient one, and that they're like flying in astral form around the hospital. Somehow, the electric shocks she gives 
that the doctor gives to the ancient one cause the henchmen to get shocked. None of that oh, makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. I might have blocked out some of that stuff because I was like, it just seems so strange. Ooh, pun intended. Thank you. If you Very meant nice. to do that, that would have been impressive, but you didn't, I don't think. Uh, I think that makes it more impressive. Okay. I'll um, take all the credit in the world for that, right? Take all the credit. I'm anyway, so clever. Oh anyways, my God. The, the ancient one dies at some point after all that happens too. Uh, so we can jump to the third act, which is the part that I kind of don't like. It's just like, okay, now we're going to make this an over-the-top Marvel movie if it wasn't already because it was kind of normal-ish and there was a drama section in the beginning. So now is the part where they go to Hong Kong and it's like everything is messed up, right? Like, uh, you know, the Ancient One's dead. There's Dormammu's like making an appearance. He's basically like taking over yeah. at this point. And they're like out of ideas and like time is stuck, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Strange has to go fight Dormammu, which I like that part a lot, which is the interesting concept of him dying over and over again. That's the best part of the movie to me. It is to he me keeps too. saying over and over again, Dormammu, I'm here. We have to bargain. Yeah. And he says it like a hundred thousand times. He lives the same moment, his own death a hundred thousand times until finally, 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 he's able to break through. Yeah, That is like the essence of heroism. And what I find so interesting about that too, is that he, no one has any idea he's doing this. Not a single person on the face of the earth, other than, Wong and the henchmen have any clue this is happening. The people of Hong Kong just are having a nice normal time. People are at their street vendors and they're shopping and they're out hanging out. And yet this whole battle is happening just behind their backs, really actually in front of their eyes. Yeah, because they're frozen. And so he's making this incredible sacrifice and no one knows it's happening. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. I did like that a lot. I mean, that's like a really cool uh, thing. That's what I was saying. Like the concept of bringing this whole thing to uh, a, a, you know, crazy moment. And it's like, oh, everything's got to be, you know, changed now because it's all creeping in and we're all going to, everything's going to lose, you know? I'm just kind of over that scenario, which seems to happen in tons of Marvel movies that we watch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like that outcome too of, of him like doing something over and over again. Um, so he wins. That's the end of the story. Dr. Strange wins. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Um, and then everything gets unstuck from time. And he decides he's just going to be in New York now and like do Dr. Strange stuff. Yeah. And then the mid credit sequence is him hanging out with Doc with uh, Thor. Oh, Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Saying basically, hey, I'm going to help you fight your dad or find your dad. Excuse me. Yeah. So as we talked about it, and I just heard us talk about it, which is usually when we sometimes change scores, it does feel a little disjointed, doesn't it? Just by how we just described it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about the fight in London, which is so similar to the fight in New York. So right. may as well be in the same place. I mean, yeah, we get the same kind of special effects sequence twice, which is a great special effects sequence, but you know, now it's not as special as it could have been, I guess. It feels like it could use another maybe 10 minutes of exposition. But I felt like it held, held together pretty well. The character arc is really what sold the movie to me. It's just this feeling of this arrogant guy learning that he has to be part of this larger universe. Also, this guy who was 
once kind of a rock star in his world and now is like the secret hero. This has gone from being completely prominent to being someone who's as obscure as you possibly can be. I don't know. I might disagree and I might double down on my earlier statement. I think he's still a dick. And I think that he has even more power now. Like he's got like some of the most power. So, yeah. uh, and even though he might be like hiding away in New York and not wanting, like, I don't know if not, not wanting the limelight, but he's not getting it. I, he could have it in two seconds. Obviously we're going to see him make a huge you know, deal with the universe with Spider-Man and a bunch of other things in upcoming movies. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he, I don't see it as a redemption story. I don't see it as like a, a, a true coming back and changing his mindset story. I don't know. I think he's just maybe, I don't know. The same arrogant. The same or, guy. Just yeah. different abilities. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree, but I think it's a valid viewpoint. All right. What are we doing score-wise? I'm going to give it an eight. Eight's good. Eight's good. I think with my, again, talking it through with the, my frustration with him as the character, uh, although I liked, I liked the beginning a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like the beginning of the movie being such a different thing is almost like an eight, 8.5 for me, you know, just the beginning. Yeah, I, like, I was actually thinking about moving up to an 8.5 because wow. so much I like about it. But it sounds like you're going to... You're gonna where are you gonna actually land with your rating? I think I'm landing at 7.5. Okay. That feels good to me because it's like it's getting close to where you landed it. It's it's knocking off a couple points. I could even go to seven, but I think we'll do 7.5. Okay. Uh I'm not sure if it's my favorite Marvel movie so far. That's right. The, no, yeah, that's the uh the main thing we started the whole show with. So you're gonna take that back? Um and you have to if it's an eight, we've already done nines and We've done yeah. nines. Yeah, we've already done nines. Exactly. Uh, I am thinking about what we what we watched before. We really should keep a list. I don't know why I don't we think haven't it's done a, that yet. I know. It's kind of our little running gag, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I didn't like it as much as Guardians 2. Probably liked it a little bit more than Guardians 1. Yeah, See, so I think both those Guardians films I like better than this like kind of hands down just holistically the whole thing is a piece you know as, as a movie it's true so what's our next one well you're gonna be happy with this it's thor ragnarok oh my goodness i basically been waiting i basically said yes to this whole series <laughs> so i could rewatch this movie yeah like six months ago and then you had to wait 20 movies into the series to, oh till we finally goodness. got to it you know what I'll probably watch that tonight. I'm just so jazzed that you just reminded right. me. So if I watch tonight, we'll do it. We'll record this next week. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, wait, wait, we have to guess what we're going to give it. Oh, I think I'm give it at least an 8.5. I think I'm going to give it a 9 or 9.5. I think I'm going to say 9 because there's going to be something in it that I forgot I didn't like. You know what I mean? In my mind, I want to give it a 9.5. It's almost perfect to me. But uh, I'll say I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. Uh, and then after that, we only have, I guess by that point, we'll have six more to get us completely current with them. Wow. We're getting near the end of it. So and we'll we have, have to, to release all these together in like a collection or something. Yeah. And then we'll have to think about whether we talk about the TV series or not. Thanks, okay. Carlos. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> ¶¶
Oh, thank you.